In this episode, Dr. Paulding uses certain words that might not be suitable for young audiences or might be triggering to some audience. Listener precaution is advised. Thank you and God bless you. Hear the word of the living God. Amen. So let's go into reflection. It's second microphone, please. Are you able to record that? Okay. So we continue to uh, talk about discipline. And you mentioned that uh, the totality of the word of God is discipline because it gives us guidance and instructions as to how we should operate. At creation, we receive laws from God, and those laws are recorded, recorded in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 16. Uh, the laws that God has given us will guide us as to how we should live. Uh, at creation, God invokes into us what we should be, and we are told that we are created in the image and likeness of God. But how do we know the image and likeness of God? We cannot know the image and likeness of God unless we receive instruction, unless we are guided, unless we are told. Um, and then we were told that at creation, God gave us free will. So he will not force us to do anything. He gives us his laws. But we have a choice, so we can decide what we ought to do and what we eventually decide to do will either be a blessing unto us or it can be a curse unto us. Um, in the beginning, God said, let there be light, and he saw the light, and it was good. So he shows us the light, and he shows us the darkness. So we have a choice as to what we should choose, whether we want to choose light or we want to choose darkness. So we should endeavor to choose the light. Amen. Thank you very much. Next. Oh, shall we all appreciate Sister Power?
right option would be to follow the word and to follow God so that he would walk on the pathway that God has made for us. And I learned that purpose is really not the will of God. We just say, like, say, we just do it on our own accord as well. We don't actually go back to, like, God and ask God just to, like, what you actually want to say. Just what you actually want to say. It's based on our, on our accord going by what God said so that we can in the alignment of what he wants us to do and everything. And I like that it is also important to go into the word and ask questions. You don't just like read the way that like move on something. You have to like dissect it a bit more. You have to like say how does this apply to me? And everything you have to in order for it to make sense to you and everything. And you also have to examine the word and the revelation that you get. So when you receive something, you you don't just receive it, you don't just like take it in, but you have to connect it to the word of God. You have to go. So it's very important to go back to what the word says and what, what God says about the situation. And we as Christians, we have to pass our exams and do the assignments in the Christian world. So whatever we go through in life, we either go, we either go with it like with God and absolutely the life of our own things. So the way that we go through life is is it depends or like it shows if either use the God or the So it's very important that have God like whatever don't feel um, like the simple things that we do in life so that we don't show people the wrong things of Christ. And discipline, I learned about discipline, and it is how to obey rules and regulations, and it is focused on the behavior and of human relationships and it causes us to respect authority. So like those who are say older than us, those who are our bosses at work and those who are our spiritual authority. And it is very important that you have your spiritual record so that you will be gentle. So it's very important that you start your day off with the way so that you can throughout the day and so that you can have the Holy Spirit to guide and that's what I like. Amen. Shall we appreciate the grace? The last one. The last one. Yes, Felicia, talk to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you weren't here last week. Okay. Okay. Anybody who wants to do the last one? All right. Okay. So today we'll continue. Oh, okay. This is a. Uh...
We don't have equal opportunity in life. So whenever we have the opportunity to be encouraged, we should grab the encouragement like a button and run with it. And that is what that woman did. And uh, anytime I see her, I just praise God. I just praise God. Yeah. So this morning, thank you all for the reflection. So this morning, I'm sorry we are running late because uh, I had to go settle a couple around the corner. <laughs> it wasn't easy. I'm glad I'm still home. <laughs> Because when you go settling scuffle, if you don't take care, you come back with <laughs> the injury that you didn't expect. But I thank God that I am whole. When I saw the hammer coming towards my head. <laughs> All right. Okay. We thank God. That is why we are Christians. And that is why we have to make sure that we carry the Christian knowledge with us everywhere. Because it was easy, you know, for, for you to just say something when somebody is misbehaving. But that is where you have to really exhibit your Christian virtues. I'm a child of God. No matter what insult is coming at me, I have to make sure that the reflection of the image of God is on me. All right? So that is why discipline is very important. And as you have heard from the reflection from last week, the totality of the Bible is about discipline. From Genesis to Revelation is discipline. The assignment of Moses was to bring the children of God into discipline and that discipline to learn the image of God. And as you read last week, Genesis chapter 1. Please, can you give me Genesis chapter 1 on the screen? Oh, the screens are not responding. All right. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. says stated clearly that 
we were created in the image of God. Then the Lord said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Okay, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Another translation will say, according to our likeness. All right? So this likeness of God, how do you know the likeness of God? Okay, so Genesis 1.26 is our focus. That the whole Bible is based on discipline. Why is the whole Bible based on discipline? Because we are created in the image of God. And it's like this. How do we know the image of God? We only know the image of God by studying. So, the Bible tells us, study to show yourself approved unto God. So, the reason we study the Bible, the reason we have to do Sunday school before the main service, the main service is worship. But Sunday school is, or Bible studies, is focused on learning about the image of God. All right? The image of God is his character. The character of God. When we know the character of God, then we will now start saying, okay, I want to be like God. I want to be like God. I want to be like Jesus. I want to walk the way Jesus walked. I want to talk the way Jesus talked. So wanna be is based on as the character. So character has to do with talking, walking, sitting, standing. And that brings us to um, someone, give me someone. There are some languages I want you to see in someone. It says, blessed is the man that do what? Walk not. So you see, we are here. Walk. All right? So the word walk is very important in learning about God. Okay? That walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay? So, Counsel, counsel, I wanna, I want to be, okay? This is where if you want to be, how do you be? You have to seek counsel, seek counsel, okay? How do you seek counsel? You seek counsel by studying, okay? 
Study. Learn it. Seek it. You seek counsel by learning, seeking, and studying. So the whole Bible is about discipline. What kind of discipline? The discipline of knowing the character of God. The discipline of knowing the character of God. How to walk with God. How? Then we come to not stand up in the way of sinners. Okay? How to stand? You know, uh, excuse my, uh, excuse this, uh, this uh, 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 demonstration. I remember that when I was young, in school, we were taught, don't stand anyhow. So if you stand and you do this, the teacher will just come and whip your legs. When people start like this, they will whip your leg. They will tell you, if you stand like that, you are destroying your image. But it's like, what does it mean that by you are destroying your image when you stand like that? Or you stand like this? And people will start thinking that you are not normal. Because especially when you stand and you push your leg back, you will just see somebody will come behind you and do this to get you to stand properly. Then when we got to a certain class and they were teaching us how a lady should behave under social studies, how a lady should behave. We were taught that when you hold your waist, it shows at the point you are tired. But you'll be asked, why are you tired? They will look at your age and say, why are you tired at this age? So if you start holding your waist when you stand, that means something is wrong with your health or your body system. You know, we learn so much in social studies and we're told that there is a time to stand like this, okay? So if you are tired, you are standing on one leg and this leg is, 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 is showing support, okay? No, this, this you are, the one that you're standing on is showing support. So which means you are trying to raise yourself because there is no way to lean against the wall. And when you are tired and you do this, it shows that one part of your body needs support. So we're taught all this. But today, you see people stand anyhow. If you tell them, hey, stand properly, don't insult you. Is it your business? Why are you correcting me? But you know, there are standards in everything. There are standards in everything. Today, Social media is telling us nobody can control you. So you insult anybody, somebody offends you, go on social media and post it, and then you see birds of the same feathers helping you to respond. But what you don't know is that you are destroying your destiny. I remember that 
one of the courses we did while I was doing my master's in journalism is how they train people to become president. How you talk as a president. How you stand as a president. How you make speeches. How you control yourself as a president, including how you sit down. So if you watch, most of the time when the president sits down, they cross their leg. And when they cross their leg, you don't see their skin because there is a type of socks they have to wear. They have to wear a socks that will cover their skin when they cross their feet. So when we and uh, it happened that just around that time, uh, when I was doing my masters and we're doing that part of the course, President, uh, then Clinton was vying to be a president, and I remember that we used clips of some past president and upcoming president. The things that they have been trained to do, their posture, how they stand, how they talk, how they behave, it's also beautiful to know that before you can qualify to be a president, there are things that you have to follow. Your imagery, your personality, the way you talk, the way you behave, even when you are climbing the staircase, the way you climb the staircase, to show that you are strong, you are a man of authority. All these are part of your integrity. So when it comes to choosing leadership, you don't want a leader who is not well organized, a leader who does not know how to button their shirts and talking their, 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 you know, everything. And they stand in public before a whole nation and you see some things dangling around them and you know they are not well organized. This is part of discipline. The same way, when you want to be a minister and you go to pastoral school, there are ways they teach you to get ready to minister. There are ways they teach you to behave and do all, all that is necessary. And when you come to the Bible, yes, you will see that God gave some instructions to Moses on how the priest must appear, how the priest must dress, how the priest must function. And all these, some people will stand up and say, the Holy Ghost told me not to do it. No, it's contrary to the word of God. When you are going to do certain uh, a, a, a protocol, you are going to perform certain duties. There are protocols to follow. When Joseph was taken out of prison, there are protocols that Joseph had to be taught in order to work with Pharaoh in the palace. So there are things we cannot throw away in the realms of discipline. If God is creating us in his own image, 
then we cannot fall short of that image and enter his presence. So that is why the Bible is a book of discipline from Genesis down to Revelation. And someone is very interested. Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who is the ungodly? The ungodly is the one that knows the truth, but is not ready to comply. He's not willing to obey. So you see, God, godly, God, godly, ungodly. You know about God. When you make conscious efforts to be like God, to walk with the Lord, to talk like the Lord, to stand like the Lord, then you are godly. When you decide, no, I don't want to do this. The Holy Ghost did not tell me, hello, the standard rule. It's like when you go to work and your boss asks you to do something. Will you tell your boss, the Holy Ghost did not tell me to do this work today? Hello, you'll be dismissed. Where there is sympathy, you might be put under discipline, suspended. But where the leader does not have mercy, he will not consider grace. Grace is that you don't know. Mercy is you know, but we are paddling. But when a leader has no knowledge or is easily, you know, controlled by his or her own temper, will not respect you. We just say you are dismissed. Go home. And that could be the end unless somebody else intervenes. So the godly is the one that knows and makes conscious efforts to work with God, with the word of God. The ungodly is the one that I don't care. The Lord has not told me. The leader has not told me. You know, pride. The ungodly is controlled by pride. And it is foolish pride nor stands in the way of sinners, all right? Sinners are also people who are supposed to know, but because of pride, they don't care attitude, complacent attitude, okay? Sinners, whom do you stand with? And like I told you, we're taught how to stand. It seems like it wasn't important when people leave school, they start doing what they want. But then when it is time, you know, when you, if you look at reports, annual reports from school, you will see that if the report have not, if the report age have not changed, one of the areas of reports is character. And the character area Sometimes a teacher may skip it and just cross it or cross it. But in a school, like maybe Catholic schools, Christian schools, they will focus on that character. There are people who dropped out of school 
because they were not able to manage the rules and regulation of the school. You are supposed to present an assignment at a certain time. And you say, oh, my mother was sick. Oh, this, no. That is a minus on you. And then when it is time that to look for work and you need reference, everybody's dodging you because they don't know what to write for you. And they don't want to put their name on your notes because whatever it is, I remembered I wrote a reference for somebody around two, is it 2000? We are across the street, about 2000. After 10 years, I was receiving a letter from, from an organization that picked up the reference. The letter actually went across the road and they brought it here. So it, it, it took a long time for whoever was sorting out the letter to bring it. And I heard, please respond. So I had to call. Not knowing for so long, they were waiting for my response to do whatever they want to do for the person. The person was no more here. The person is gone. But you know, that reference letter came to me. The person doesn't talk to me. And you see, this is where we must respect authority. I could have decided. I would tell them, this person was rude to me and is no longer part of this ministry. But I considered grace. And I wrote and I wrote to them, I said, as of the time I had to use wisdom, as of the time this person was with our organization, this is what I know about the person. I didn't say but as of now, no. I said as of. All right, because the person insulted me at one point before they left. They said bad things about me. Now, look at me. I have to adjudicate for them. That is why the word of God should be our sword. And look at what he's saying. No standard in the way of sinners. When you are in church and you do something wrong and you are corrected and you start feeling proud, especially when people see progress, they think you are no more useful. It is a small church. I don't need it anymore. Hello. Hello. What you don't know is that one day, people will see for where you are coming from. So, standard in the way of sinners. Sinners are those who know, but they are proud and they are not ready to submit. Now, sitting, you know, I mentioned sitting. Sitting in the seats of the scornful, those who mock the word of God, those who mock the truth, those who tease, the, whatever you preach with, they start feeling, oh, 
That's how she talks. She's always talking this and talking that. Oh, it's about me. Uh, she puts me on the pulpit. That is those who are scorning the word of God. You are mocking the word of God. You forget that the Lord can require the soul. He gave you the soul. He can take it away from you any day. He can take it away from you any day. So we need to come to a place where we are conscious of the word of God. Give me the next verse. Verse 2. Verse 2 says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Delight in the law of the Lord means that take interest, interest in the word of the Lord. Be persuasive. Persuade yourself that, hey, it's only the word of the Lord that I need in my life. When we don't persuade ourselves about what is our need, you know, um, I came into contact with some people and I realized they belong to other religious factors. And every now and then they will expose things that is going on in their religious environment. And I am practically the only Christian there. I'm not just a Christian, I'm a minister. Every morning and night, I will pray. I say, God, give me the souls of those people. What should I say in order to get them to give their life to Christ? And there was a particular one that I was really pursuing and trying to give the word of God to. When the enemy <laughs> will strike, it is this same person that wanted to attack the salvation message is coming. Sometimes the people you are trying to rescue will tend to be lions in your life we tend to be snake that wants to bite. We tend to be scorpions that want to sting. But I say, God, this is the reason for wisdom. I said, we are gathering wisdom at Overcomer's house every day. This is the time to utilize wisdom. What should I say? What should I not say? How should I behave? How should I not behave? And Every day, I encourage everybody who is struggling in the program. I send them word of encouragement and everything. I'm not getting any response. But I still send word of encouragement. Good morning. As soon as some people see me, they turn away. I will still say, good morning. Sometimes I'm compelled to go close to them and say, and they will still not respond. I said, the trial of our faith is not easy. It's not easy to preach salvation to people. They will hate you for it. They will dislike you for it. What are you doing? You are trying to give them the truth. Give us this day our daily bread. 
but they are used to lies and deception. So they don't want to receive the truth because the truth is an open surgery. And I said that, yes, uh, on Friday, I said that, today is Friday. I am not leaving this place the same way I came. Something must happen. And the Lord gave me the opportunity to say hi again in the middle of the day, at the end of the day. And finally, after saying hi for about four or five times in the separate time of the day, I finally got a good response with a smile. And I said to myself, this is what Jesus said. He said, the Jewish people thought they had Abraham as their father. So they don't need any other person. They don't need correction. All they want is Moses' law. Yet they are not able to work and walk with Moses' law. So he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So when our delight is in the law of the Lord, we come into a place called challenge, into a place called difficulty, into a place where we'll be resisted. But do you change? Because of somebody's behavior, that is where the truth is. Would I stop saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening because the people will not respond? No, I will continue. That is what his, uh, prayer means. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So if your delight is in the law of the Lord, know that while you meditate on the word of the Lord day and night, people will misbehave, people will dislike you, people will not like the way you even say good morning, and they will even stop coming close to where you are. They'll start dodging you. They'll start creating a scenario where you'll be suppressed, oppressed, and confused. But then, but then, you have to decide that my delight is in the law of the law, and in its law will I meditate day and night because the Bible is the law of the Lord, and the whole Bible is the law of discipline, is the law of correction, is the law of guidance. And as uh, you will see in Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 5 to 11. Hebrews 12, 5 to 11. Discipline is about practicing your relationship with God. Practicing the rules and regulations of God. Let's read together. Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 5 to 11. Let's go. And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. You see something there? It says, do not despise chastening, 
Do not despise correction. Yes, let's go. For whom the Lord loves, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Hold it there. You can see that if God loves you, he will chastise you when you do wrong. He will correct you when you do wrong. He will scold. Scold means what? Spark. The sparking of the Lord is not easy. Ginger. The ginger burns. It's very hot. And every son whom he receiveth. So if the Lord loves you and wants to make you a vessel to use, it is easy for people to say, oh, I have received prophecy that I am going to be this, I'm going to be that, I'm going to be a prophet. If you are going to be God's mouthpiece, know that your trial is deeper than the grave. Your trial will be in the grave. When you are crucified, can you stand crucifixion? When you have pierced on your heart, can you stand it? When people spit on you, can you stand it? You know, if there is a calling that I fear, but I don't have a choice, it's a prophetic call. That's why I don't like anybody to call me prophetess. No, I don't want it. Don't call me prophetess. Let me be a simple minister. Because you will answer for every word that comes out of your mouth. There are more preachers going to hell than church people who are simple ushers. So don't boast and say, oh, God says I'm going to preach to millions. How many people preach to millions and they went to heaven? A man of God, very powerful, had over two million congregations died. Raj, Raj, when he died and he was being celebrated, in the midst of celebration, a woman now came up and said, he touched me. He molested me. And various people started coming out. After the man died, why didn't you? Three days passed. Three weeks passed. 21 days passed. Three years passed. The number three passed in different, at different levels. You didn't tackle it. After the man is being celebrated and everybody thinks he has gone to heaven, that is now when you are exposing the sin. Did that not happen to you and me? So, walking with the Lord is not an easy joke. Leading people to Christ is not an easy joke. Sometimes the very people you lead to Christ are the people who kick you off. And if you don't have stamina, that will be the end of it. So, we have to be very careful. And not to reject God's correction. Let's go. If ye endure chastening, 
Saints, if ye endure chasing, again, if ye endure chasing, God dealeth with you as with sons. That means that chastening is for life. It's not a one-time deal. Anytime you do something wrong, God will send either a minister or use the radio or television or book or the preacher man to point it out to you. And your endurance is for life. It's not a one-time one deal. Tolerance can be temporal. But endurance is for life. You've got to keep correcting. That is what endurance means. Don't stop correction. People will hate you. They will despise you. But do not stop correcting once the Lord sent you. Like I said, and I say it all the time, I am obliged to pray for people who pay their fight in this place. People who come to this place. People who come for counseling. Whether I know them or not, I have to pray. Whether I know their family or not, I have to pray. I have to pray. Who's called me? God called me. Who sent me? God sent me. So whether you offend me or not, does not stop me from doing what the Lord has sent me to do. It's like you're on the job. Whether customers offend you or not, the business must go on. Two of us. <laughs> So when people say, oh, I am not coming to church because this person did this, you know that that person is not a son of the kingdom. He's not a child of the kingdom. Because whether you like it or not, God says, if we endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with a son, as with a child, a child of the kingdom. But what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? A child that a father cannot correct is a bastard. And another one saying it. We will see it soon. The Lord says, if I cannot correct you, you are a bastard. You are not a child of the kingdom. You don't belong to the kingdom. It is to belong to the kingdom of darkness. So we all must position ourselves to say, Lord, correct me. Lord, Correct me, chastise me. You know, uh, David said, Lord, don't let me fall into the hand of men. They will kill me and destroy me. But you, God, correct me when I do wrong. And that is what the word of God is for. Next. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye what? Bastards. And not sons. If you refuse correction, you are a bastard. If you reject correction, you are what? A bastard. If you run away from correction, you are what? A bastard. I, Pauline, did not say it. It is the word of God. Hebrews 12, verse 8. Anybody that refuses correction is what? A bastard. It means you are a son of the devil. But if you are a true child of God, and correction comes. Just surrender. And the Lord will treat you very well. And your wound will be healed. So don't run away from the truth. Don't run away from righteousness. Don't be ungodly. 
be godly. Don't be a sinner. Be a righteous person. Next one. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and life? Human beings, it's okay. But when it comes to the word of God, we don't want to. You know? The other day I was telling, a woman said, I'm not going to church because they're always asking for time. I don't want anybody to see how much I earn. I said, listen to me. When it comes to the things of God, you are disrespecting the word of God. I said, when the government says, if you don't pay your taxes, you are going to be jailed. They deduct it from your salary. Do you find that? But you are fighting the man of God because you, you, you are familiar. Can you call Uncle Sam and tell Uncle Sam, I am not going to pay my taxes? But you can call a church and say, I, I will not pay my tithe. Or you don't. And when they, they talk about tithing, you pack your bag and you go. When you go, where are you going? You become a bastard. Bastard. Son of the devil. Son of the bitch. And you say, oh, why are you saying those words on the, on the altar? Uh, it, it, it is an F word. Okay. It's an F word. When you are going to hell. When you hear F word, you run towards F word and go to hell. When you are told the truth, instead of you to repent, you are busy condemning the truth by condemning yourself. So if a father corrects us, do we reject them and say, you are no longer my father? No. So when it comes to the word of God, father of the living God, father above, above father, we have to be submissive. We have to fear God. Next. Let's go. For the verily for a few days, chasing us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. So the reason for correction is for us to attain the image of God. The character of God is the image of God. The likeness of God, to walk, to talk with him, to walk with him, to sit with him, to stand with him and to follow the counsel of God in studying, learning, and seeking. The last one. Let's go. Now, no chastening for the present sinners to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yielded the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. So today, as you round up, I want you to remember that discipline, everybody, some people, you know, especially this movie actors, sometimes they use words wrongfully. And 
everybody has it in mind that discipline means punishment. No. Discipline and actual discipline does not mean punishment. It means how to walk with God in the light of his word. The other part of discipline that is punishment means anytime you don't follow discipline, you come into repercussion of discipline. So the repercussion of indiscipline, the repercussion of not obeying the word of God leads to punishment. And we'll look into that next week. Amen? Any question? Any question? Okay, no question. Shall we buy that one? Father, this morning, we thank you for wisdom, for knowledge, for understanding. Where we lack understanding, Father, enlighten our hearts to understand the truth. That the word of God will become applicable in our daily lives and endeavors. That we will learn to walk with God and that we will not allow the things we see around us to detect our understanding but rather we shall yield our all to God and the name of the Lord shall be glorified in our lives. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, choir. Leaders, let's go upstairs for prayer.